All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Heather Vale, and this is the Odyssey Las Vegas Public Affairs Show. Joining me is Lynette Rivera, Director of Engagement and Communications for the Nevada Partnership for Homeless Youth, or NPHY. NPHY is the most comprehensive service provider for youth experiencing homelessness in Southern Nevada, with core programs and outreach initiatives that touch thousands of teens' lives. They currently have their 8th annual holiday giving campaign going on, and they're looking for your help. Lynette, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. So when was NPHY first established? So MPHY was first established in 2001. There was a huge issue that people, community members were seeing, and actually a group of community members got together and and formed a coalition to work towards ending youth homelessness. And that's how we were founded as an organization. So what services and resources do you offer to homeless youth? So we are the most comprehensive service provider exclusively working with young people experiencing homelessness. And we do that in a lot of different ways. We start with outreach where we go out into the community and we look for young people and make sure that they're informed on who we are and what we do so that they have the knowledge to come and seek the services when they need them. Often youth experience homelessness suddenly and at no fault of their own. So It is really important that we do our job to make sure that youth are informed before they ever experience homelessness in order to ensure that they know that they have a place to go. So we do outreach in the community. We go into schools. We go out into the streets every single week. We host an event within the community called Feel Good Friday, where we go out and we set up tables and we give out food and hygiene supplies and school supplies and holiday presents and all kinds of different things. And that's really our way of reaching youth who are experiencing homelessness in the community and then at-risk youth. We also have a uh, crisis intervention program called Safe Place. So if you've ever seen a, there's a yellow diamond at every Terrible Herbs gas station on every RTC bus. Our Las Vegas City Fire Stations, our Las Vegas Clark County Libraries, our Henderson Libraries, a youth can go to one of those locations and say that they need help and we will send somebody out there 24 hours a day. So that's crisis intervention because, again, youth experience homelessness suddenly and at no fault of their own. So if it's 2 a.m. and they need a place to go, we want to make sure that we have a place for them to seek out those services. We also have a drop-in center where young people can come. Our drop-in center is located right across the street from UNLV over off of Shirley Street. And it's a place where young people can come. They can get food, hygiene supplies, basic services, get all of their basic needs met. But then they can be connected to long-term services. So they can be connected to things like classes, resume building classes, life skills, therapy. 
We have case managers who are all licensed social workers who they can meet with and work towards that long-term plan. You know, how do we get them off of the streets? How do we reconnect them to school? How do we get them the support that they need along with housing and, you know, everything? Because as you can imagine, if a young person is experiencing homelessness at 14, 15, often they come to us and they have been disconnected from all their supportive services from school, you know, from their family. So we're trying to make sure that we jump in as a support system, but also reconnect them to everything that they need so that they can get to a place of self-sufficiency. So that's always the goal. Along with our drop-in center, we have an emergency shelter, which is very unique. We have the only emergency shelter that can house minors here in Clark County. And we can house minors, you know, as young as 12 years old. We have a housing program as well. So we have a 50-bed housing program where youth actually live with us full-time. And, you know, while they're living with us, they're working or going to school, but we're providing life skills and therapy and they're working with case managers. And ultimately, you know, all of these things work together to find youth where they're at in their homeless situation. But it is really the goal is always to get them to a place of self-sufficiency. And I, I say that over and over and over in my presentations, but you know, we don't want to put a bandage on the situation. Meeting basic needs is important because we want to make sure that youth are not in survival mode and worried about where they're going to sleep tonight and how they're going to eat. But on top of getting them out of survival mode, we need to make sure that we're also helping them plan for the future. We're also ensuring that they have the skills and everything that they need so that they can graduate from our program and go out and be self-sufficient and work and go to school and do all the things that they want to do in order to live the life that they want to. So I probably missed a few things, but ultimately that is our <laughs> programs in a nutshell. There's so much more that goes into it, though. Wow, that is a lot of amazing services and resources. Now, how prevalent is the teen homeless and at-risk situation in Southern Nevada? Yeah, that's a great question. So it's really, really unfortunate. The issue of youth homelessness has grown quite a bit. I've been with MPHY for over nine years. When I started the number in Clark County schools, we we had seen about just over 7,000 youth experiencing homelessness a year in Clark County schools. Last year, that number was over 14,000. And over the years, we've also seen, you know, we've had one of the highest rates of homelessness in the country. You know, we've been in the top five in the country for having the, the one of the worst issues of youth homelessness. So it is very prevalent. We have consistently, you know, tried to combat this issue and seen these numbers go up and down and up and down again. But it is a huge issue here in our community. Wow. Now, how does the holiday season specifically affect youth experiencing homelessness? Yeah, the holiday season is tough. You know, we're, we're seeing youth between the ages of 12 and 24 years old. And as you can imagine, the holidays come with a lot of emotions. Uh, it is a really tough time for young people who often feel alone, who are disconnected from families. And as a community, we know during the holidays, it looks like everybody is having fun and participating and going to different events. And there's all kinds of things happening in the community. But if you're a 12, 13, 14, 15 year old 
who does not have a family that you're connected with, who is not celebrating like your peers, it can be really, really tough. So as an organization, we really try to do as much as we can to celebrate. We just last week, we had a huge Thanksgiving dinner that was put on by one of the Boy Scout troops here in town. They've been doing it over 12 years, Troop 360. You know, and we have another one happening around Christmas. We do a Christmas Day brunch and movie with all of the youth in our housing program. We celebrate by, you know, giving out gifts and just trying to make it, I don't want to say as normal, but just as we want to make sure that we celebrate as much as possible because we don't want youth to feel left out of the holidays. And I think that's often how many of them feel when everybody around them is celebrating and celebrating with family. And, you know, most of the youth that we specialize in working with unaccompanied youth. So many of them come to us and they don't have any family to go to for the holidays. Yeah. Wow. That must be really tough. So along those lines, what's the eighth annual holiday giving campaign all about? Yeah. So during the holidays, what we want to do is, again, we want to make sure that youth feel included in the holidays and feel celebrated just as their peers do. So many years ago, we launched our holiday giving campaign where we asked the community to come together and do everything from donate to host donation drives and to collect brand new items for the young people who were serving. So we create a wish list with our case managers based on some of the most requested items. This is the only time of the year that we request brand new items and brand new unwrapped items. So we ask that community members help sponsor our wishes, host drives, sponsor our It's a Wrap Holiday Block Party, which I'll explain in a minute. We also have a Amazon wish list that people can purchase from. So it's really just collecting those gifts. And what we do is we culminate that holiday giving by hosting our It's a Wrap Holiday Block Party. And what we do is we collect thousands of gifts over the next few weeks. And at our It's a Wrap Holiday Block Party, what we do is we have hundreds of volunteers come in And when they come in, we hand them a wish list of one of our youth that will say, you know, they want these items, their favorite color is blue, and they are, you know, male, female, they're 16 years old. And the volunteers that come in actually have to take that wish list, and they go and create a gift from that wish list. So we start with our holiday giving, and then we culminate with our It's a Wrap holiday block party, where we just have this huge block party. We have Santa here. We have holiday music. We have a hot cocoa bar, a dessert bar. And it's just this fun festive day where volunteers come in and wrap thousands and thousands of gifts for us. So that's really how our holidays go every year. We've been doing this for eight years. And it's always been that combination of the holiday giving campaign and culminating with the It's a Wrap Holiday Block Party followed by MPHY giving out thousands of gifts to at-risk youth and homeless youth in the community. Okay, so how long can people donate gifts? And then when is the It's a Wrap Holiday Block Party? Great question. So people can donate gifts all the way up until December 15th. 
Our It's a Wrap holiday block party is on Saturday, December 16th. It's from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. We're going to be out here all day wrapping thousands of gifts. But all of that work can only happen if people actually donate. So right now we looked at the numbers. Um, Last year, we had over 7,000 items that were donated that we were able to give out. And this year, we're hoping for even more. So what types of gifts and supplies are generally needed or requested through the wish list? That's a great question. So a lot of the youth that we're providing gifts to are in that teen age. So they're between, you know, 12 and 24 years old. So we're looking for things like headphones, backpacks, uh, journals, skateboards, art supplies, earbuds, and then also clothes. So things like hoodies and sweatshirts. Right now it's getting really cold. So we want to make sure that youth are bundled up and warm hair moisturizers, shaving kits, boots and shoes and basketball shorts and jackets and coats. And then we're also looking for things like blankets and comforters and small appliances like toasters and laundry hampers. So there's a lot of items like that. But if you have a teenager, I always encourage somebody to think about what a teen would like. So Everything from hats to hair straighteners to phone chargers. We have a complete list that can be found at our holiday giving website, which is mphy.org forward slash holiday giving. So that's where the complete list can be found. It can also be found on all of our social media. Okay. Now, do people typically bring the gifts and supplies down personally and drop them off or do they have them sent there? A little bit of both. So people can definitely purchase items and then bring them down to our drop-in center, which is located at 4981 Shirley Street across the street from UNLV. But people can also find our Amazon wish list at that holiday giving website. And what you can do is you can actually purchase from our Amazon wish list and have it sent directly to our drop-in center. So it's really, really easy to do from home. And you can just add it to your, your other Amazon orders, and then that will be sent directly to us. Awesome. Okay. So you mentioned nphy.org slash holiday giving. That's where the wish list is. If people want to order something from the wish list or pick up things physically and then drop them off at the drop-in center. Now, how do people sign up if they want to volunteer to help out at the It's a Wrap holiday block party? Great question. So our It's a Wrap holiday block party, you'll be able to find that on our holiday giving website as well. Our It's Wrap Holiday Block Party this year is our presenting sponsor is Cox Communications, which we're really excited about. So we're also looking for sponsors and corporate groups to come out. But yeah, all of that information can be found at our holiday giving website. Okay, awesome. So once again, nphy.org slash holiday giving is the website to go to nphy.org slash holiday giving. You can access the wish list. You can order from the Amazon wish list, which is just basically click and send and the gift goes straight to NPHY. If you'd rather do it physically, you can purchase gifts and then take them down to the drop-in center, which is at 4981 Shirley Street across from UNLV at Maryland Parkway and Tropicana. 
And the donations can be dropped off or sent through December 15th. And then on Saturday, December 16th, that's when they're hosting the It's a Wrap Holiday Block Party from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. And that will again be at the NPHY Drop-In Center across from UNLV. And once again, the website for all the information, nphy.org slash holiday giving. And Lynette, I want to thank you so much for being here and letting us know more about, first of all, what you guys do in the community, which is so important, so crucial. And secondly, what you've got going on for the holidays and how people listening can actually help out either by donating, by volunteering or both. And I really appreciate you being here and sharing it all with us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We appreciate you having us on. And I encourage the community to, if they can't get involved now, I encourage everyone to continue to follow up throughout the year. We have so many amazing things going on throughout the year, but there's so many young people in the community that need support. So we would love to have everybody on board and supporting MPHY. After I lost my mom, I lost my way. Then I found youth advocate programs, yet behavioral health services. As a little kid, I made some mistakes, but I'm not a mistake. YAP gives communities alternatives to residential care, youth incarceration, and neighborhood violence. After completing our program, nearly 90% of participants remain in their community. YAP works. I'm working towards a bright future. Youth advocate programs. Others talk social change. We make it happen. Learn more at yapinc.org. You're listening to the Odyssey Las Vegas Public Affairs Show. I'm Heather Vale, and I'm speaking with Heather Engel, CEO of the Las Vegas Rescue Mission. The mission's 14th annual holiday toy giveaway is coming up with a goal of making sure every local kid can get a gift this year. Heather, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. So what is the Las Vegas Rescue Mission? It's so many things. And I think that's the coolest thing about it, actually, is that we don't just serve one demographic. We actually serve a lot. So we're set up to do emergency housing in a few ways. We have emergency overnight shelter and we have extended stay. And those are the people that come in for emergency overnight shelter, maybe on a regular basis. And then one day decide that they want to maybe really look at the things that are keeping them homelessness or they're ready to address it. And then that's a longer stay program for us. We have a program called Intact Families. We're the only one running it in Nevada. And that is a county contract, which allows us to keep the whole family unit together, no matter how they identify, rather than splitting them up into different dormitories, they can actually stay together. We have a drug and alcohol treatment program, and we serve about a thousand meals a day to staff here and our people that are on site with our recovery program. They live on site with us for extended periods of time and the outside guests that we serve every night. We also have an amazing thrift store. Where do the outside guests come from? They come from everywhere. It could be the working poor, people that have a job but have nowhere to live, people that are homeless and low income. And sometimes it's when the state benefits run out halfway through the month. We see quite a few numbers coming in right around the mid of the month. When was the mission first started? In 1970. Wow, it's been around a while, making a difference here in the Las Vegas Valley. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been an evolution for sure. It started with Pastor Compton and his wife just making sandwiches, having a little structure over here on the same footprint we're on. So over the years, what they did was they just added as the need increased or they added things because the need got more diverse. 
And so it's just, it's a, it's an honor, honestly, to be a part of something that was started so long ago. And I get to be here while it grows a little more. Nice. So you mentioned that some of the clients are low income, but others are experiencing homelessness. How prevalent is homelessness in Las Vegas? Well, it's definitely prevalent for sure. And there's a multitude of reasons why it's increasing, but it's extremely prevalent. You know, I think the fact of the matter is, is we look at a homeless person and we need to change the viewpoint and how we're looking at them. They're somebody's child. They're somebody's somebody, without a doubt. As someone in long-term recovery myself, my demise wasn't something that I planned, nor saw coming in any way when I was a child. So these people are, are humans and they need help, the ones that would like to have some help. So we have to look at them in a different way, in a different demographic, rather than just making one homeless person and taking a broad brush to that. We actually get out and talk to people. A lot of the other homeless agencies do as well. They're excellent at how they do it. But we find out what's going on with the person. There's many reasons people don't want to come in for shelter, you know, and it could be something that something really bad happened to them in the shelter. It could be that they feel like they were let down sometimes. There's many reasons for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so tell us about the 14th annual holiday toy giveaway that you have coming up. It is so much fun. There are many moments in life, I think, that should never be missed. You know, one of them is watching the light come on inside someone's soul when they're starting to get sober or helping somebody out that you're just holding their hand and having them, you know, step up a little bit. It's the look in their eye. And honestly, the toy giveaway is very much a moment that should not be missed. A lot goes into it. Certainly our development department plans for this entire year. And it's not just the toys that we'd be giving away to families. It's also socks and sleeping bags and teddy bears. We'll have photos with Santa. There'll be the Las Vegas choir singing carols. We'll have a DJ playing holiday music. It's just alive. You know, it's absolutely alive. And the Christmas spirit is everywhere. And just watching people that live under a lot of pressure and stress most of the time be able to smile and experience some joy and certainly watch their children experience joy. It's incredible. Yeah. Wow. It's a whole party, not just a giveaway. Yeah. It is a whole party for sure. Nice. Okay. So for families in need, how does the giveaway actually work? It's actually pretty simple. So it is on December 16th from nine to noon. It's at Cashman Field. There are no signups required. First come, first serve is how we roll with this. You don't need to bring an ID or a birth certificate. The one caveat that we do have is that a child must be present to get a toy. Okay. And what are the criteria to take part in receiving gifts? There really aren't any. If you come with a child that needs a gift, then we make sure it's not just one gift either. We make sure that they leave pretty stocked. So the only requirement is that if you are an adult, that you have a child with you that will be receiving these gifts. Okay, so you're not taking paperwork, you're not taking personal information? No. Okay, perfect. Now, what if someone wants to donate to the initiative, whether that's toys or whatever else needs to be donated? They can donate here at the Rescue Mission, which would be wonderful. And that's www.vegasrescue.org. And you can bring by an, an unwrapped toy. You can bring by whatever you'd like to bring by, whether it's a donation or clothing donations financial donations or the toy, you can absolutely come by the rescue mission. And we're happy to uh, take that off your hands so that we can do some good with it. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. So what types of gifts are needed the most? You know, I'd say the teenage gifts are the ones we need the most. It's really hard to give some a, a child that's homeless or living in some stressful circumstances that's like 12 years and up, you know, giving them a soccer ball. It's not really what everyone else that their age is getting. And so we try really hard to make sure we have diverse items to give to that demographic as best as we can. Okay, so when you say a child must be present, that includes teenagers up to 18, 19? Yes, correct. Most of our stuff is going to be for the younger demographic of children. Okay, so they can drop off physical donations at the Las Vegas Rescue Mission, which, yes. as you mentioned, is at 480 West Bonanza Road. Right. Now, if they want to make monetary donations, can that be done online or do those get dropped off as well? Both ways, actually. You can absolutely make a donation online. You can mail something into the rescue mission or you can just drop it off as well. Okay. And what about volunteers? Do you need volunteers to help out at the event? I think that development is pretty solid with the volunteers right now. What I can say is that, you know, the day after the toy drive, we're, we're still going to be here. So we're still going to need volunteers for our community meal every night. It takes about 18 volunteers to pull off that meal. So if you're interested in doing that, it's VegasRescue.org. Find the Get Involved tab and then you're gonna see volunteers and you'll fill out a volunteer hub profile and then it will show you on the calendar when those dates are available to volunteer in the kitchen. That's where we really need the help. Okay, perfect. And once again, the 14th annual holiday toy giveaway from the Las Vegas Rescue Mission is happening on Saturday, December 16th from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. at Cashman Field. The details are on the website, vegasrescue.org. If you are picking up a gift, adults must have a child present or a teenager present who is receiving those gifts, and that is the only criteria, no registration required. Now, if you want to drop off donations for the holiday toy giveaway, you can do that at the Las Vegas Rescue Mission headquarters, which is at 480 West Bonanza Road. And you can also find out those details again at VegasRescue.org. And what's the deadline for dropping off donations? Right up against it. I would say to Friday, Friday the 15th. Okay, perfect. And once again, all that information is available at VegasRescue.org. And Heather, I want to thank you for being here and letting us know more about what the Las Vegas Rescue Mission is doing in the community, and especially this huge 14th annual holiday toy giveaway, which sounds like such a fun party and a great way to make the kids feel not only that they're getting a nice toy for the holiday, but that they are taking part in an event that is, you know, a lot of fun and just spreading joy. So I really appreciate you being here, Heather, and sharing with us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having us. I appreciate you very much. One in four Americans have a disability. I'm one of them. I'm also a working mom who cares deeply about making sure every child with a disability thrives by getting their access needs met. We've got a trusted ally by our side. Easter Seals provides children and families the foundation for lifelong success through early learning programs, skills training, and prep for college and career. That's my Easter Seals. Make it yours. Join us at EasterSeals.com. You're listening to the Odyssey Las Vegas Public Affairs Show. 
I'm Heather Vale, and I'm speaking with Megan Weintraub, Chief Philanthropy Officer of Jewish Nevada. Megan, thank you so much for being here today. Yes, thank you for having me on. So what is Jewish Nevada? Uh, Yeah, Jewish Nevada is the Jewish Federation that services the entire state of Nevada, but most of us are located here in Las Vegas. And we are the umbrella organization for the Jewish community. And so it is part of our mission to create vibrant community locally here in Nevada, across the world and in Israel. We also at our core are a fundraising organization to address and assess the needs of the Jewish community, both here in Nevada and around the world, and especially in Israel right now during this difficult time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, how large is the Jewish population here in Southern Nevada? So in Southern Nevada, we have about 65,000 residents that identify as Jewish. And up in the uh, Reno, Northern Nevada area, we have about 7,500. Okay. When was the Jewish Nevada organization first founded? We were founded in 1967, and we are part of the Jewish Federations of North America system, which has 147 federations across the country. Wow. Awesome. Okay. So it's the holiday season. Now, those of us who have never celebrated Hanukkah sometimes only have a vague idea of what it's all about. So when exactly does it take place? And what's the significance of Hanukkah for the Jewish community? Yeah, Hanukkah takes place. The dates change a little bit year to year, but this year Hanukkah is from December 7th to December 15th. It's celebrated for eight days and eight nights. All Jewish holidays are celebrated from sundown to sundown. And Hanukkah is known as the Festival of Lights. The holiday symbolizes the dedication of the temple after it was destroyed by the Syrian army. And Judah and the Maccabees, the Jewish army at the time, fought and rose against them. And after the temple was destroyed, went back to rededicate the holy temple and found just what they thought was going to be a little bit of oil in the temple to last for what they thought would be a day to be able to see. And the miracle of Hanukkah is that the oil lasted for eight days. And so that's why we celebrate Hanukkah for eight days and eight nights. And we also eat a lot of traditional foods that are fried in oil to symbolize the oil that lasted. Potato latkes, jelly donuts are just a few of the traditional favorites. Okay. And what else happens during the celebration? I mean, I have friends who celebrate Hanukkah and they're always joking that, well, we get eight days of presents and you only get one day of presents. So how does that part work? Really, it's a time to come together with your family, with your friends, with your community and celebrate and remind ourselves, which is even so important this year, why we are Jewish and why it's important to come together as a people and stand loud and proud and embrace our traditions and celebrate our Judaism. Okay. And how is Jewish Nevada celebrating the holidays this year in our community? Yeah, so this year we always do a partnership with Downtown Summerlin. Uh, This year's event is on December 13th from 4 to 6 p.m. We'll be hosting a menorah lighting and family-friendly Hanukkah party down there. On December 9th, we are having another adult party called Light It Up, 
Both parties can be found on our website, jewishnevada.org. There are a lot of other Jewish organizations in the city and in the state that are have events going on throughout the week. So no matter what night, you could always find something to celebrate and do. Most of those events are on, on the calendar on our website at jewishnevada.org. This year in particular, with everything that's going on in Israel, we're asking people to light an extra Hanukkah menorah, a Hanukkah, in their home for those who cannot light one this year because of the situation in Israel. So we're asking you to light an extra menorah, take a picture, and post it on the social media using the hashtag Jewish Nevada. Okay, awesome. Now, why is the official menorah lighting happening on December 13th in downtown Summerlin if Hanukkah runs from the 7th to the 15th? Yeah, this year, that's just the night that we picked with downtown Summerlin (laughs) to do the event. There's no specific symbolism around picking December 13th other than just picking one of the eight nights to celebrate there this year. Again, there's menorah lightings every single night across the city by various organizations and synagogues that are making sure that there's always somewhere for people to celebrate. Okay. Now, you mentioned that you're asking people to light an extra menorah during this time of war in honor of what's going on in Israel. But tell us about the fundraising you're doing to help Israelis during this trying time. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So on October 7th, we immediately started raising dollars to support our strategic partners on the ground in Israel who are there doing the work to help the immediate needs and the long-term needs of the people of Israel. On our website, jewishnevada.org slash Israel, you can find more information specifically about the organizations we are supporting there. To date, uh, locally here in Nevada, we've raised over $682,000 for our Israel Emergency Fund, and 100% of those dollars are all going to our partners in Israel. Wow, that's awesome. So you've mentioned the website, but tell us in more detail where people can go if they want to find out, first of all, more about Jewish Nevada, the organization and what you do in the community or learn about Hanukkah and some of its traditions. And most importantly, make a donation to the Israel Emergency Fund. Yeah, absolutely. Our website is always there for comprehensive information, jewishnevada.org, and you can find everything there. But more importantly, follow us on social media at Jewish underscore Nevada on Instagram and Jewish Nevada on Facebook. We're always sharing information and stories and connecting with our community via social media. Nice. Okay. So once again, the website is jewishnevada.org. The organization is Jewish Nevada. So jewishnevada.org is where you can find out all the information about the organization. And if you want to find out more about what they're doing for Israel, and especially with the Israel Emergency Fund, it's jewishnevada.org slash Israel jewishnevada.org slash Israel. And then you can follow them on social media, Jewish underscore Nevada on Instagram or at Jewish Nevada on Facebook. And we've been speaking with Megan Weintraub. She's the chief philanthropy officer of Jewish Nevada. And Megan, I want to thank you so much for being here, letting us know more about Hanukkah for this holiday season and letting us know what you're doing to support Israelis and everything that they're going through. You've been doing such amazing work. So I appreciate you being here sharing with us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on, Heather. It started with the original care package, helping survivors in the aftermath of World War II. 
And for almost 80 years, CARE has been delivering hope around the world in the form of supplies to those in crisis, combating climate change, and generating solutions to the world's biggest problems. Our story for a better world is only starting. Join us to secure a better future for her at care.org. I'm Heather Vale, and this is the Odyssey Las Vegas Public Affairs Show. Joining me is Commissioner Kenneth Hodder, National Commander for the Salvation Army. The Salvation Army is the largest social services organization in the United States, and their annual Red Kettle campaign is underway for the holiday season. Commissioner Hodder, thank you so much for being here today. Heather, it's a delight to be with you. Thanks so much. So, you know, we've all heard of the organization, but what exactly does the Salvation Army do? The Salvation Army's mission is a very simple one, to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and meet human needs in his name without discrimination. That means that the Salvation Army will do whatever a community might need. We always try to identify the most critical needs in every community in the 134 countries in which we serve around the world and to meet it. So in this country, that can be food, it can be shelter, it can be services for seniors, it can be character building programs for youth, it can be addiction services. Whatever the need is, the Salvation Army will seek to meet it. Nice. Okay. And what's the Red Kettle Campaign? Well, the Red Kettle Campaign is a 133-year-old tradition. It's the largest and only fundraiser of its kind in the world. It began in 1891 when a Salvation Army officer wanted to provide a Christmas meal for folks in San Francisco. And he recalled an occasion when, as a sailor in Liverpool, a pot had been placed on the wharf in which people could throw coins in order to provide a meal for sailors. And so he thought, well, this is something we could do for Christmas. So from that humble beginning, The Christmas kettle effort has now grown to one of the most important parts of American holiday tradition, as well as a key part of funding the Salvation Army all year long. So we're talking about the iconic red Salvation Army kettle with the ringing a bell that we all think of when we think of Christmas. Absolutely. You know, songs have been written about the kettles. The the song Silver Bells was written about the Salvation Army bell ringers. And people get very creative, Heather. This year, there was one kettle kickoff that took place underwater with a diver holding two signs, ding dong. We have the largest red kettle in the world on a large tractor trailer traveling through the south. We'll have a huge kettle stand in Times Square this year. It's become a key part of what people think of at Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously we can make a donation by throwing some money into the kettle. That's, you know, the classic way that we think of it. But are there other ways that people can donate besides at a physical red kettle location? Absolutely. When they see a kettle on the street, they should know that the sign above the kettle will allow them to use Apple Pay, Google Pay, PayPal, Venmo. When they're online, they can use cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, Ethereum, They can give by texting the word kettles to 51555. When they see a Salvation Army angel tree, they can take an angel off the tree and provide Christmas gifts to children. In other words, every medium of reaching people and giving them the opportunity to give, 
the Salvation Army is there this holiday season. Okay, so besides just randomly happening upon a red kettle as we're out doing shopping or whatever, how can we find where the local kettle locations are? You can call your local Salvation Army. We are in 7,000 locations across the country, virtually every zip code, and find out where the kettles are located. You can also go online and check out the local Salvation Army, and they will be happy to let you know where the closest kettle is. Okay. And then online, that would be SalvationArmyUSA.org? That's it. Perfect. Okay. Now, we know that you do a lot of good work at Christmas time, but how does the Salvation Army meet the needs of local communities around the year beyond the holidays? Well, again, the Christmas kettle is uh, critical to that, Heather. The Christmas kettle raises money that funds the Salvation Army all year long. So when people give, they're giving to their neighbors. All the money stays local, and they'll be able to help neighbors in their community through the entire coming year. I should also say that even if someone doesn't feel that they can give this year, we are looking for volunteers. We need people to help us to stand at the kettle and to ring the bell. It's a lot of fun to do, and an individual volunteer can raise about $80 an hour. So a half day of ringing a bell can help provide nine nights of shelter. It can provide gifts and clothing for four children. A full day can provide 1,800 meals or 21 nights of shelter. In short, an individual can have a huge impact on the needs in their own community just by giving a couple of hours with a very fun activity and you really feel satisfied when you ring the bell. So I would ask all of your listeners, if they have a few hours, we'd love to have you. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Okay, so give us where listeners could go to get additional information about supporting the local Salvation Army, becoming a volunteer, going out there to ring the bell, or making an online donation this season. We would invite folks to go to SalvationArmyUSA.org or they can call their local Salvation Army. I know that in Las Vegas, Captains Birchall and Captains Lee, who do a terrific job, they served about 32,000 people last year alone, would love to have people give them a call and say, how can I get involved? Nice. Okay. So SalvationArmyUSA.org is the Salvation Army website, SalvationArmyUSA.org. You can find out more information, get the phone number, give them a call, or you can donate directly at give.salvationarmyusa.org, or you can just text KETTLES to 51555. So text the word KETTLES to 51555. And again, the website, salvationarmyusa.org. We've been speaking with Commissioner Kenneth Hodder, National Commander of the Salvation Army. And Commissioner Hodder, I want to thank you so much for being here, explaining the significance of that iconic Red Kettle and the Red Kettle campaign and how the Salvation Army helps our community. So I really appreciate your time here. Thank you so much. Oh, it's been a great pleasure, Heather, and a very Merry Christmas to you. To the big-hearted, the bold, the teachers, the growers, the builders, the change-makers, we need you. We are the Peace Corps. In more than 60 countries, we go the distance to make a difference. We're volunteers, partners, communities, bringing our experience, joy, and passion to building a better world together. Are you looking for more? Then we are looking for you. 
Join us at PeaceCorps.gov. I'm Heather Vale, and this is the Odyssey Las Vegas Public Affairs Show. Joining me is Scott Knapp, Director of Worldwide Buyer Risk Prevention at Amazon. During the winter holiday season, 36% of Americans have fallen victim to online shopping scams. Scott leads thousands of investigators, scientists, and analysts to keep Amazon customers and selling partners safe. Scott, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me, Heather. So why do online scams increase during the holiday season? Bad actors just take advantage of the increased stress a lot of shoppers feel during the holiday season to get things done. And so they take advantage of that to create this environment that when they're reaching out, they create this false sense of urgency that, hey, if you don't contact us and deal with us right now, then, you know, grandma won't get her present, for instance, these kinds of things. And so the holiday season is the time of these things tend to, to ramp up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. And I guess because more people are shopping online as well. What are some of the most common holiday scams that you see at Amazon? Yeah, there's three that I'll talk about. Like the first one is a classic that I'd be shocked if you maybe have experienced yourself or your listeners for sure around order confirmation scams, where you get that text or that email, sometimes even a phone call saying, hey, there's a problem with your Amazon order. And they'll normally pretend it's something kind of expensive, like a a smartphone or a tablet or something. And that gets you thinking that, hey, you need, you don't want to get charged for this. And so then before you know it, you're interacting with them. So there's an order confirmation scam is super popular. The other two that are on the rise right now is a thing called an email attachment scam, where you'll get a note that says there's a problem with your Amazon account that you're getting ready to be shut down or kicked out. And they put all the details in this attachment. And the only way to interact with them that they give you is by clicking on a link in the attachment. And then that leads to their phishing website where they collect all kinds of details about you that they can then use for other purposes. And then the the final kind of popular one right now is a prime membership scam where they'll send a note that there's a problem with your Prime membership. And going into holiday season and the deals that are coming, that also creates this sense of panic that then you'll deal with them and they'll say, hey, give us your credit card details, give us your banking information. Some of them will even be as bold as to say, hey, we're going to charge you a fee to help you with your Prime membership. And then once again, they have these details and bad things happen. Okay. So these are all variations of phishing scams, basically, where they're phishing with a PH for your credentials by either having you click on a link or click on an attachment and somehow give them your personal info. That's right. And there's variations like there's, you mentioned credentials and some do that are trying to get logins and passwords. These are tend to be a little more direct in that they're looking for payment information that they can just, you know, hang up the phone with you and then suddenly call, you know, someplace else and use your credit card information. And so that's that they're being more bold to try to get basically a hold of your cash as quickly as they can. Okay. So they're trying to steal your money rather than just your credentials. Exactly. Okay. So what are some tips that can help identify these scams and ultimately avoid falling prey? It's beware of false urgency, like just take a pause. Like if somebody's sending you, if you are getting a communication you didn't expect, 
whether it's from us or from anyone else, take a pause for a minute. I tell people to take a pause before you click on a link, text somebody back, call somebody back and make sure it's right. And if it's for Amazon, you can go to the message center on the website or via the app and you can verify whether or not it's us even trying to contact you. That order confirmation scam I talked about, you can verify your own orders right there on amazon.com. So be aware of those things and know that legitimate businesses are not ones that are going to ask you, are gonna reach out and say, hey, you need to buy these things from us and you need to pay for it over the phone or via email. Like that's something we'll never ask somebody to do, for instance. So be on the lookout for those things. And the biggest advice I give is tell people to like slow down. I know it's the holidays and you're trying to get stuff down, but slow down and ask yourself the question, is this real? Yeah. Okay. So they're creating a sense of urgency. They're playing on emotions. So the key is to not let your emotions take over, take a pause, think logically, and obviously going to your account. Now, Amazon does send out order confirmations that are legit, but you're saying, so if it's something that you don't think you ordered, don't click, go to your account instead. That's exactly right. Yeah, I know we do. I, you know, we send those order confirmation emails, but you'll also note in those emails, we don't say, Hey, there's a problem. Click here. So, but if you get an email and you're not sure, like you say, go to our site and look directly for yourself. Okay. So basically scammers are assuming that it's a good bet to pretend to be from Amazon because most people end up shopping on Amazon at some point. That's exactly right. I mean, scams, these impersonation scams are definitely an industry problem. We're lucky enough that, you know, customers love us because we offer great deals, low prices and speed of delivery, which is great, but people also trust us. And so bad actors try to, to prey on that to get you to interact and they'll do it with I just was telling some folks, somebody tried to pretend to be my electric utility a couple of weeks ago. So they'll also tend to try to pretend to be banks. They're not ashamed to try to pretend to be whoever they can be to get your information. Okay. Now, speaking of fake things, how common is it to have fake or counterfeit products listed on Amazon or even fake reviews that say, oh, yeah, no, it's awesome, five stars, and they're just planted there? So when it, I'll start with reviews. As it comes to reviews... Yeah, reviews are super important to the shopping experience. I know I use them all the time and we have really clear policies against review manipulation or fake reviews. And we're working hard to make sure those don't even make it up onto the website. We have some really sophisticated algorithms backed by people investigating and suppress reviews before a customer even sees them. If you happen to read a review that you're not sure about and you think isn't real, Right there below the review, there's a report button and we'd love to hear about it so we can investigate and take action if necessary. As to counterfeit, we also have, we have zero tolerance for fraud or counterfeit in the store, period. And we work really hard to protect customers and brands from that kind of activity. If we find one, we'll take the product down off the website and then go after whoever might've put it there. If a customer does get a hold of something we later identify to be counterfeit, we will proactively reach out to them, let them know, and then refund their money. They don't have to do a thing. 
and we are working with across the industry with others with brands with law enforcement to make sure we hold bad actors accountable for trying to deal in counterfeits nice okay so besides not clicking on a suspicious message, what should we do if we get one that's allegedly from Amazon and we're pretty sure this is some kind of scam? Super simple, Heather. Amazon.com slash report a scam. All jammed together, report a scam and tell us. It's a super simple form to fill out or, you know, just on the web, you put the information in, then that lets us investigate and go take action. This year so far, we've taken down over 45,000 phishing websites, over 15,000 phone numbers. All these are things bad actors have been using to try to get your information. Okay, perfect. So once again, that website, amazon.com slash report a scam. If you get a suspicious message that pretends to be from Amazon, but you know it's not, amazon.com slash report a scam. And we've been speaking with Scott Knapp. He's the director of Worldwide Buyer Risk Prevention at Amazon. And Scott, thanks for so many great tips for keeping an eye out for holiday scams and how to avoid them, protect ourselves, and ultimately report them if they come through Amazon.com slash report a scam. So thank you so much, Scott. I appreciate your time. Thanks, Heather. Have a great day. I just got a text asking me to approve a bank transfer I didn't make. I bet you get messages like this too. So much of our lives are online today, from email to banking and everything in between. To make sure my information was protected, I checked out CISA's Secure Our World website for simple steps to stay safe online. Now I know how to protect myself from scammers, and you can learn too. Go to CISA at cisa.gov forward slash secure our world. I'm Heather Vale with the Odyssey Las Vegas Public Affairs Show, and this is your community events calendar for nonprofit initiatives and charity events around the Valley. Monday's Dark with Mark Chinook is celebrating its 10th anniversary with a variety show extravaganza to raise money for their partner charities on Monday, December 11th, with doors at 7 p.m. and show at 8 p.m. at the Pearl Concert Theater at the Palms Casino Resort. Get tickets or find out more details at mondaysdark.com. That's mondaysdark.com. The Children's Heart Foundation's annual holiday Adopt-A-Heart Family program is happening through December 12th. Gifts from your adopted family's wish list can be dropped off at First Foundation Bank locations on December 11th and 12th. Now to choose a family to adopt, call 702-967-3522, that's 702-967-3522, or email info at chfn.org, info at chfn.org. And you can find out more about the Children's Heart Foundation at chfn.org. That stands for Children's Heart Foundation Nevada, chfn.org. The Las Vegas Rescue Mission is hosting its 14th annual holiday toy giveaway on Saturday, December 16th from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. at Cashman Field, Lot C&D. 
This event is free and no RSVP is required, but children or teens must be present to receive gifts. And if you'd like to donate to the toy drive, new unwrapped toys and gifts worth up to $25 can be dropped off before December 15th at the Las Vegas Rescue Mission, 480 West Bonanza Road. You can also make monetary donations online. So to find out all the details about making a donation or receiving gifts, go to VegasRescue.org. That's VegasRescue.org. The Nevada Partnership for Homeless Youth 8th Annual Holiday Giving Campaign is taking monetary and gift donations through December 15th. Then you can help tie a bow on this holiday initiative by volunteering to sort and wrap gifts at the It's a Wrap Holiday Block Party on Saturday, December 16th from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the NPHY Drop-In Center, 4981 Shirley Street at Maryland Parkway in Tropicana. See the wish list, make a donation, or sign up to volunteer at nphy.org slash holidaygiving. That's nphy.org slash holidaygiving. Three Square's 14th Annual Holiday Match Campaign is happening through December 31st. This campaign's designed to double your impact in our community throughout the holiday season as all donations are matched. So now every dollar donated can provide up to six meals for hungry residents in Southern Nevada. Donate, volunteer, or find out more at 3square.org. That's 3square.org. And Miracle Flights is lighting up downtown Summerlin for the holiday season with their third annual Lights for Flights display of seven positive words through January 1st. Lights for Flights is an interactive holiday experience and photo op that also lets shoppers give back to the nonprofit Miracle Flights. Get more info or make a donation at miracleflights.org. That's miracleflights.org. in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 